Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels' love as they surround you right now, and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Also, I'm at Angel Podcast over on Instagram. Friends, today we have a session that I did uh, a long time ago, actually, um, but sometimes I save them and we use them here uh, on the podcast just as a way for you to get to know what a session is like and also because similar to angel stories, listening to a podcast is often the angel's way of bringing through messages for you, right? Like if you're listening to this episode and you're you're having this aha moment and you say, Julie, this was meant just for me. This was a message for me. That's one of the ways that the angels use angel stories that we tell, sessions that we we show you live here to bring messages, lessons, things that they need you to know into your life. So without further ado, here's a session that I did for a client named Corinne. Okay, so... Corinne, who's the fatherly energy on the other side? That's my dad. Dad. Okay. He came through first and foremost. Mom is still here, correct? Um, But is her mom on the other side because there's like this motherly energy on her side? Correct. Okay. So they kind of came forward. A lot of Seraphim energy came forward. Gabrielle, Michael, and Raphael. The first thing that they want to dive into is career. Um... I know that you went through the angel Reiki school. Are you using that? Like, um, how is it going? What what was going on career wise? Right. So I did that just for like personal. Yeah. I knew there was something a little bit, um, I don't know, different about me. But at the same time, no, I have a great career that is a family business, which oh, my awesome. dad's. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So with this, what is that? Like, what is that business? Um, we sell travel trailers. Okay. Yeah. Like for the back of like a big truck or car? Exactly. So like ones that people go camping in. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you've got some questions in here, like specific questions about the business. We're kind of headed into this um, possible recession here. When I was kind of tuning into your energy, your dad was bringing in like kind of this nervousness of money and he wants to kind of talk through some of this here. So talk to me about kind of what's playing out in your head. Well, the last couple of years have been like our busiest years ever, like everything 
just skyrocketed. And then since like the, I mean, there has been a lot more cancellations and that sort of thing in the last few weeks, but been doing really good. The other people I work with, um, my brother and other people haven't been doing as good. They've been losing a lot of sales where mine are still skyrocketing. So yeah, it's sort of, I don't know. I feel pretty good about it, but everybody very negative about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying positive outlook and everybody else is sort of like talking about gas prices and you know, everything. Yeah. yeah. You know how everything just like corrects itself. So what we're going to see is a little dip, but then it's mm -hmm. going to come back up. Right. So we are going to see that. I think that that is what's playing out within your brother and some other people at work. It's going to work itself out. And I feel like faster than people realize your dad said plan for the dip. Okay? okay. So if you plan for the dip, I mean, for me, if my expenses, I'm just making up a number are like $10,000 a month or $20,000 a month. If I'm planning for a dip, I'm going to look at my expenses and see what I can delay until later on. So look at that and just know that it's going to swing right back up. Okay. Yeah. He said, um, by next year, like spring, it'll mm -hmm. completely have like corrected itself. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're right to kind of have that good leadership, big bird's eye point of view. He's really proud of you about that. He says too, that you have kind of looked at this and that you've come up with some really good ideas over the last couple of years too and he's almost like coming in giving you like a congratulatory hug about that because what he is showing me is that when he was in this he never could have thought of right like these different ideas that does that make sense to you oh yeah 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 so just know that he's very very excited about this for you he's tying this over to the kids what ages are the kids so I have three boys, they're 10, and then twin boys that are eight. Okay. Does your 10-year-old, is he already interested in the business? Um, yeah, he's worked for us since he was <laughs> like seven. He answers phones, does things, because I homeschool. So they, were, they would be with my dad all day long until he passed away, and he was with them when he passed. And then, but they'd also come to work when he was gone or whatever. Yeah. So close. Okay. You're very, very savvy when it comes to business. You're very savvy when it comes to money. You're very savvy when it comes to strategy. Mm -hmm. And your dad said, you know how like if a gifted child is in school and let's say they're gifted in math and they complete mm -hmm. all of the work ahead of the other students and then they're just sitting there bored. This is the image and vision that your father keeps giving me of your oldest son. Mm -hmm. And that he's almost like that way with life right now because he's just more advanced than where he's at. And so he said, in that case, you have to give him more. Like he needs, he's ready for another, yeah. even though he's just 10, he wants to learn. He wants to know about all of this. And he's very, very excited. So he wants you to make some time, make some space to mm -hmm. show him new skills in those three areas, business strategy and finances. Okay. 
Was the homeschooling thing a new thing, like over the last? No, I started it when he was five. Okay. Them in school the year that everybody ended up getting out of school for COVID. So my twins only school for four months. <laughs> yeah, and but I felt in my heart that it wasn't right. Put them in there. I was so busy, divorced, all of the things, right? So it made it really hard to like school them. Yeah, and then they ended up coming back to me anyways. <laughs> so I took that. Um, well, not only this, but I I think that sometimes um, your dad and Archangel Michael are coming in on this saying, you can always second guess, right? Like always second guess, did I make the right decision? And he's showing me like a 10 look out, year outlook for your boys, 20, 30 year outlook. And he goes, would you tell her to stop worrying about whether or not she made the right decision here? She made the best decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to the business, you and your brother run the business, but you take more of a leadership role. You know, so it's kind of interesting. I would say he takes more of a leadership role with uh, the day-to-day business, but I am the one that does all the, so I, I we've, you and I have met before, but I um, do all the YouTube videos. Oh, okay. Huge. Like people come from all over the United States because of these videos. So then they want to meet me and take pictures and like, it's ridiculous. But so I think that causes a little jealousy though, because it's like, I'm the, the movie star, if you will, for that industry. Right. Yeah. So there's my mom, my mom is still in the business. So she also has leadership role. Where now, where is the ownership? It's almost like he's directing me and I'm trying to figure out what he's trying to get to. So does your mom own a piece? You own a piece? Your brother own a piece? Correct. So up until my dad died, it was quarters, like each of us. Um, but there have been issues in the past that maybe that's what he's trying to get at is that um, so at one point, so my brother, he's a little bit hard to get along with. So my mom and my dad and I, we're sort of on one side of it. And then there was my brother, okay. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Some issues, you know, it, which is all ironed itself out. But I wonder maybe what he's trying to get at is something along the line. So I don't want, like, I want to preface this. Your mom's not going anywhere. Okay. No. But I never <laughs> know when I'm going to have the opportunity to talk to somebody again. And so they just bring through everything. Right. What he's talking about is almost like a subconscious PTSD energy of not wanting to go through that again. Once right. mom has passed, then do you guys own it 50 50? Correct. Okay. Correct. Because it's in mom's like will and trust. He's showing me that like 25% goes to you and 25% goes to your brother. So what, safeguards and boundaries after that first time did you guys create in order to well so my dad just passed away in march so we're still going through all of that so they're trying to figure out so my dad's shares do go to my mom she's splitting them between my brother and i um we have to figure out what to do with buildings so we're still going through all of that yeah which is why he's coming in to help because um my mom she's not sure what to do we have a lot of property and so she's trying to figure out how to give this to you and this to you and so that we don't have to go through it when she passes away. So we're still going through it all. 
Okay, he's taking this and he's connecting it to a podcast that I just listened to and a book that you need to read because there's something in here that you need to learn in order to like kind of work together with your brother on this. And it's almost kind of like marital therapy, but between business owners, between right. you and your brother, keeping that great communication. But I just want to kind of give you this name. Her her name is Jean Olwing. She was on this podcast. And what your dad is referring me to tell you is that she studied partnerships and what made people successful over time was actually not them individually leading, but leading together with other people, but really having good systems and frameworks to lead together. And so when she talked about in this podcast, and it's like your dad is pulling this and handing it to you about how Ben and Jerry had this rule where their relationship came first. Mm -hmm. And if any at any time somebody's idea was so harsh, like you couldn't receive it at all, or it kind of made you shut down, you got to hold up like a veto sign. And that veto sign meant like, I'm kind of going into shutdown mode and they were never going to let, like they had to be respectful of that veto sign with one another. And so your dad is handing this to you in a way where he said, you're going to have to create good communicative systems, excuse me, where your relationship as family is first. Right. Right. And that now that mom's gone and now that dad's gone, that time in the future, we're just talking about, we're not going to let the business divide us. Right. Family first. I'm not saying this to you as much as your dad just said, I'm saying this to him. Yeah. But he needs your help to see it. Right. And he's not going to see it without you. I do feel like he's going to get on board. But you know, when you first marry someone and man, you got to like coach them into being, your dad's like, you're going to have to do this with him. Okay. Friend, do you ever wonder if you're in the right career? Do you find yourself thinking, there's got to be more to life than this? Do you want to know why God, Universe Source, called your soul here, now? Find out who you really are. I'm teaching a brand new course with all new content to help you find your purpose in 30 days. Class begins October 1st, or watch the replay at any time. Find the clarity, direction, fulfillment you've been searching for. The class is called Find Your Purpose in 30 Days. For early bird pricing, use the coupon code EARLYBIRDPURPOSE. Sign up today at theangelmedium.com. Also, the winner of this month's free reading with me is in the show notes. Leave a five-star positive review of my podcast or book, and you could be next month's winner. Yeah. Now, he goes, why am I saying all of this? He said, because mom's still here. And because he listens to mom. Mm -hmm. Brother listens to mom. And so if you can kind of pull mom into this over the next three, five, ten years, 
and kind of show her your research on this. Oh, okay, this is how Ben and Jerry operated the ice cream company. This is how these other people kind of came together. It's almost like your mom could be a secret agent <laughs> in a way, right. helping coach him up. Right. And your right. dad said, I'm trying to manage this and tweak this and get this where it needs to be over the next 10 years. Because gotcha. mom has got 10 years max within the business and then she's stepping out. Right. So he said, research, talk to different people, figure out what boundaries are going to work with you for you. And it's not like, there's nothing harsh against this way of doing things. It's just a way of kind of bringing you two together in the easiest way possible. That's how he wants you to look at it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is helping him to see that there is no jealousy there, you between him or him between you, mm -hmm. that you really want people who are better than you in every different aspect because it makes the business better and you're still the leader of it. Right. And that one person can't do everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he has to find, this is what your dad just said. He has to find gratitude in the role he's in. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Does this make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Now, Corinne, are you with a partner? I'm not. So okay. right after dad died, I, yeah, split, split up. <laughs> okay. Have you been talking to the other side about this though? I have. Yeah. So I talked to my dad. Um, I do the automatic writing, which started, and then you started the emails, which was interesting. So yeah. So I actually do. I talk to my dad often, probably once a week. Good. Mm -hmm. Do you like those emails, by the way? Are those fun? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Yeah. I'm not of the belief system that you have to have a partner in this life to be happy or full. Right. But it's also not my job to filter messages. And what your dad is talking about is that there is a person and I feel like they're really on their way. I'd be really surprised if you don't find this person within the next year and a half, two years. But he's just smiling as he's talking about this. His energy is just so high. There's such a deep soul connection between you and this person. And your dad just said that your ex was very emotionally immature. Right. And this new person coming in has done so much work on themselves. Sometimes I feel like there's the right person at the right time in life. Like, why didn't I marry my college sweetheart? Or why didn't I marry that person that I really fell in love with in my 20s? It might have been the right person at the right time for the right lesson, but that wasn't my life partner. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so this person has had relationships in the past. He's worked through different things. He's worked on himself a lot. I feel like he's very spiritual in nature too. Maybe not to the exact same level, but very spiritual in his own kind of male way. Right. And your dad said he's perfect for you. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and he said, it's really just about enjoying this life because he said, you have worked 
so incredibly hard for so long. And he said, you're coming up on a point of just the best years of of your life, right? Where you get to enjoy the boys still and you get to travel and you get to do fun things with them. And do you guys do a lot of hiking? I keep seeing a lot of hiking. Yeah. And, and he's like, you have this beautiful kind of time of coming into yourself even more. And just, he said, when you see your future, he said, I need you to visualize that there is this partner there with you and that it's just a pure equal partnership. Like there's no imbalance. It's just safety, security. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very safe to you. Yeah. Now I feel like you're a really rational fighter. Like when you have like disagreements or something, I don't feel like you raise your voice. I don't feel like you like snap and say nasty things or anything like that whatsoever. What he keeps showing me is that this other person is a really safe right person. Like they're a good fighter too. Where like you can talk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And fight isn't the right word. Right. It's just good yeah. conversations. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like that space because there's like almost like the soul right in front of you. There's a very deep, thick connection and it's like close. Um, so when you see it this close, it means that it's not happening five years out or four years out or three years out. Like you're right on the precipice of this coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking the other day and um, just because I had a meditation, I felt so good. I was like, I need to talk to my dad. And I said, I can't remember. I just, I always ask who I'm talking to because sometimes it'll be somebody else. And so it, he said it was dad. And he said, I need you to send me something. And I said, what, <laughs> like, you know, what am I going to send you? Right. And like, I need you to send me a prayer. And I'm like, okay, we're not religious. Never have been. I was like, what do you mean you need me to like, what kind of prayer? And he said, I can't meddle in your life. You have to ask. Mm. And I was like, oh, he goes, I can't just come in and meddle. You have to ask me for help. And so I said, okay. And he goes, send me a prayer to remove your obstacles. Mm. And so I said, okay. And then I said, um, what did he say? He said, everything will happen in a few months. And so I'm telling my 10 year old this and he goes, did he say a few or a couple? And I said, he said a few. And he goes, he was very specific. A couple is two and a few is three. <laughs> so he goes, it's going to happen in a few months, mom. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that I was like, wow, that's really good advice because I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I do the automatic writing, I think because I'm new at it, there's this doubt. I'm sure you had the same thing with there's this doubt that it's you talking to you. Yeah. And this one, I'm like, well, how I couldn't have thought of that. No. Like if I knew that I would have been praying to him a long time ago, you know? Yeah. Do you yeah. find yourself now? Cause he keeps showing me like you almost in the car driving to and from work and different places. And there'll be times where you're just talking to him within your head. Like you don't even have to put it on paper anymore. He said, right. trust that because we're having thought communication now too, which is okay. excellent. Like you've advanced yeah. to that level. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. Yes. The other thing that they're talking about and this is kind of just for you to have some awareness of 
one of the biggest things that's been happening right now is the collective is going through some very big lessons. And those are lessons that we have to go through individually. And as we work on our stuff individually, it adds to like the health of the collective consciousness. What Archangel Michael is stepping in and saying is that as we do this work, sometimes it's hard to look at these different parts of us, right? Like, like you were saying within your brother, it would be hard for him to look at that jealousy that he feels but we have to look at it in order to be able to move through it and become better versions of ourselves. Right. And so I think what a lot of um, in my sessions, what I'm finding is that the angels are saying it. And if I feel this too, like it's difficult to do that shadow work sometimes. And, and part of it is just stopping during your day and saying, okay, I felt a really low vibration there. Why did I feel that? What thought am I thinking? You know, okay, angels, like, how do I work through this? What should I be thinking or feeling instead? And then it's almost like, oh, this does not feel comfortable, but I'm trying it the angel's way. And then slowly and surely we come into it, right? It's bringing us to a bigger place of self-love. And when we love ourselves and others and just show this unconditional love, it's going to change a lot and lift a lot. And so what your um, dad keeps saying is that it's not just you, it's everybody right now, every human on earth. So when your egoic mind comes in and says, oh, I don't want to look at this or, oh, this just doesn't feel good. He said, remind yourself, it's not just me. Everybody has to do their part right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it's really like that self-love piece. And it's funny because your dad said you've really come into your own too a lot over the last couple of years, especially since the divorce. Like you love your own time. You love your own space. You have your own routines. You get the boys down and you have a lot of like nice time to yourself, which feels like yummy and delicious. He said, At the same time, let's tie these two things together. And you need to also think about like, how does that look like? And how do you still have that self-love and that self-care, even when there's this beautiful partnership in your life too? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because um, I always feel like very steady vibe. Everything's perfect when I'm single. When I'm in a relationship, it just feels a lot more up and down. Like you have times. And then I don't, it feels hormonal almost. And it's mm-hmm. like, what is wrong? And I, but I think the truth is that it's not the right relationship, but I'm trying to make it work. Yeah. So then I have these ups and these downs, it's fun. And then, you know, you can't have a conversation. You can't speak your truth. Yeah. You, know, you, can't, yeah. you can't say what you're afraid they're going to freak out or whatever. So then you're just trying to make it work on paper. They're a good person. Yep. So I, that's what I've learned in the last <laughs> however many, you know? Yeah. So when it comes to that though, I heard a businesswoman use this term a couple of weeks ago, and it's just been really something that the angels have been bringing back around. She said, I had to learn that as an entrepreneur, I couldn't do everything either in my personal life 
or the business. And so she said, I started to say, what's my sandbox? Like, what is the sandbox that I get to play in? And what she meant by that is that because she can't do all of the things, she's going to put boundaries around what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. And she said that sandbox is my joy. It's where I get to be creative. It's where I get to try out new ideas within my business. It's where I really get to, in my personal life, do the things that I love and just really enjoy this life. And I thought, what a great concept. And your dad is is handing this to you as well. And he's like, okay, but what is your sandbox? And what he just said is that your sandbox, when you're by yourself, not in a relationship, and your sandbox, when you are in a relationship, he goes, is the exact same sandbox. So the things that you love and that bring you joy that time alone to yourself, like after the boys go to bed, whatever it might be, is the exact same thing that brings you joy when you're in a partnership too. Right. And so if you can start to break that apart and really look at what is your sandbox, like he said, you can start to identify what brings you that safety stability feeling when you're not in a relationship and then when you come into the relationship you can apply that which is really cool i love how he said that yeah yeah let's talk about your mom he keeps showing me her um Mm -hmm. i feel like she is just the sweetest person in the entire world she's just pure love i know it's still really early I do feel like she's struggling a lot with Mm -hmm. your dad's passing. Yeah. There's some that he says that she's showing you. And he said there's some that she's not. Um, Mm -hmm. This is interesting. I haven't seen this before. Sometimes at night, because she lives by herself, correct? Sometimes at night, you ever get that feeling when you're like going up from the the basement or you're kind of like coming up the stairs and you go like a little extra fast because you just get that like spark of fear within you. It's almost like she has more of that. She likes to be. The nights are hard for her. That's what he's trying to say. Like the nights Mm -hmm. are really hard for her. It's not that she always has that fear. It's a bit of loneliness of not being around people. She doesn't want to be a burden to anybody. She doesn't want to live with anybody. Um, Is she still in her 70s? She's just going to turn 70 this summer. Seven. Okay. I know that this might sound odd, but this is what he's saying. He keeps saying that she doesn't want to find somebody else. Like she doesn't, she, and I could tell you that now about where she's going to be three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, she does not want to bring another person into her life. He said, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't have other girlfriends, Mm -hmm. right? And um, I feel like she does have a couple of girlfriends now, but he's encouraging her to grow that girlfriend circle. Okay. And I don't always see this, but he's handing this to her. It's almost like she could have just a fun 
female friendship. There's nothing romantic there whatsoever, but it's almost kind of like a golden girl situation, but just with two women where they live in the same house. And so he said, it's not going to happen immediately, but there is going to be somebody that she knows who loses their partner too. And it's just a matter of like, gosh, when you go downstairs at night and you're like, okay, well, we could watch TV together, you know, or like people to make dinner together. She doesn't want to live like in a community. It would make her feel too old. She doesn't want, there's no other option out there. But he said, she would almost kind of feel weird. Like your mom's a little bit self-conscious about how everybody else perceives things. And so he said, if you bring her up, this up to her as an idea over the next couple of years where you're, you're just like, it comes back to you as a memory and you're like, this is the perfect time to say this. Right. It'll open up something within her energy and unlock it to have this as a possibility. And he said that would probably be the best thing okay. for her. Yeah. Yeah. They would travel together. They'd have fun together. It's somebody just, um, just a really beautiful friendship. Yeah. 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 Um, cause he said, he goes, you could even say 20 years from now, like she's not going to come to a point in her life where she's like, okay, I want to be in another relationship. Yeah. There's zero. Yeah. 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 And he said, that's okay, but she's got a long time here. Right. Like a long time here. And so, um, he said, you also, he said, please, 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 please encourage her to go do all the things. He said, he does come in with a little bit of regret where he said there were times where she encouraged us to go travel or to go do this. And he said, I nixed it. Mm -hmm. Um, and he said, there's still things that she really wants to do. Sometimes, Corinne, we hide that from ourselves mm-hmm. where we're like, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We need our joys. Right. We need to participate in things that like bring, bring us to life inside. Yeah. And so she, she needs that. He said she might not be receptive to that until like probably April or May of next year. She mm-hmm. needs a full year of grief. Right. But he said then it's time to start kind of like yeah doing some things yeah 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 she listens to you and Mm -hmm. he said when you say things to her it makes her think she is a slower processor so she needs time to (laughs) marinate she's not going to take something you say and it's going to click right away he said but whatever you give her she does marinate on and slowly comes to Okay. The same point that you're showing her. Right. Yeah. I want to pause here and just kind of give some space if you have any questions or anything, but then I've got more here on my list to kind of talk through. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm good. Okay. I want you to do some automatic writing on, and I want you to ask your dad and your spirit team, what fears am I holding? Okay. Oh. There's a couple of little subconscious fears in there with the business. There's a couple of little subconscious fears in there regarding the new partnership coming in. And if you ask these separately, 
two separate automatic writing times, or maybe it takes you kind of a week to week work through each one. Mm-hmm. He said, what you're going to flip over is a couple of different subconscious energies that you didn't know that you're holding on to. And once you're aware of them, you can start to see them in your day to day and release them. But he had me write down while you were in meditation, always been taken care of and always will be. Yeah. So as you start to work through those fears, I really need you to hold that like thought within yourself. Always right. been taken care of, always will be. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Okay. I also want to talk about the twins. So did you say they're eight? They are. Okay. It's funny because one is a lot like your older son. Like they're Mm -hmm. very, very similar in energy. And then the other one is kind of like doing his own thing. Uh Um, So who's the one who's similar to your oldest? Uh, His name is Thor. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So when it comes to him being similar to your oldest, your dad had me say say some, like he's saying that I skipped over this at the beginning. He's a lot like your older where he's very, very advanced mentally. He gets different systems. He gets different strategies very, very quickly. And because of that, he is that person that gets bored a little bit more easy. Like he needs more to chew on in order to keep his mind occupied. And so he said, include Thor in those teachings or kind of coach him at a lower level than your other son in those business strategy. uh, There's one more finance. Okay. Sectors because he gets it. Both of those two. Mm -hmm. Because does your brother have girls? He has a girl and then a younger boy. Okay. And my kids. Yeah. Um, This business could be passed down. Like half your half goes to your boys, his piece, his girl will be involved. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but they'd be excellent at it. And not only that, I feel like they would take the knowledge that they've developed since they were itty bitty, right? In this business. And not only continue to manage this business, but then create other businesses as well. Because both Thor and your older son have a ton of energy connected to your dad's actual life plan. So when your dad opens his life plan, starting that business was in that life plan. And your dad takes that line out of his life plan and connects it to your two boys. Where um, what's really interesting, though, too, between the two of them is there's no competition. Right. Like they don't right. feel any competition. Like like you could feel that or kind of sense that between you and your brother. Mm-hmm. Zero between the, like yeah. they they actually know and they're so highly evolved as souls that they know helping one helps the other. Right. And so they're very much I'm really excited. Um, your dad just said for you to watch their relationship. Yeah as they get into their older teens and their 20s, because in a way, they're almost more twins than the twins. Like, right. yeah. does that make no, sense? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Your dad said one more thing about them. You and your brother could learn a lot of the essence and the mm-hmm. energy that they carry apply right. to one another. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. I love it when spirit brings in things that they've never brought in through, like through before. It's so fun. Your dad's so good at coming through. When it comes to your other son, so who's the other twin with? It's Riven. Riven? Mm-hmm. Awesome. R-I-V-E-N? Yes. Awesome. When it comes to him, he, I want you to really work on keeping him feeling connected to the other two because he's a little bit more um, highly empathic, highly sensitive, can tend to feel left out just because his energy isn't the same as the other two. But he really has a healer's purpose here. So it doesn't have to be something like I do. It could be a counselor, a therapist, um, some sort of doctor or medical like field. But he really has a deep desire and calling within him to help in some way. And so your dad said with him, now this is funny because your dad ties uh, Riven's energy to your mom where he's more of a slow marinating processor. He'll take questions. He doesn't almost really like love advice. Okay. But he loves questions. So if you have, ask him like questions that bring him inside of himself or questions that make him go within and think he will get to the answer that you could have just given him like your dad goes listen and he goes i could have done this with you he said i could have just given you my opinion like i could have just given you what i wanted you to go do but you weren't going to listen to it he said so there were times where i asked you questions that made you go inside and come to the exact same conclusion that I wanted to feed you right from the beginning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. He said, but he's very much a healer and he's got a lot of seraphim energy around him as well. So helping him identify that and kind of what skills he's going to need Mm-hmm. is really going to um, kind of help him. And and also just that connection. How does he feel connected and just as much a part of the other two boys? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Another thing on the list over here, signs. He said, you've been coming into reading your signs better. And he said, you're really doing a great job at this. Um, So he said, you get different signs, you know what your different signs are, and then you spot them throughout the day, correct? Yeah, I see a lot of repeating numbers. Like I know that's always a thing and that's something I've paid attention to for, I don't know, probably five years, but lately it is like, I can't even look, you know, any direction and repeating numbers all the time. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. He's communicating to you through the numbers. So do stop and say, okay, dad, what message do you have for me? Like as it comes in, but know that you're not crazy because you self-doubt sometimes. Like I could, could I really be saying this as much as I am? And he's like, yes, I am working with you all along the, uh, 
every day. He said, and here's why. When he was alive and healthy, when he was in the office, did he just pop in? Like, I feel like he would just randomly pop over to your office sometimes. Well, so, I mean, we worked together, like side by side in the same years. And then when the twins were born, he retired uh-huh. and started all the time, but he would come in all the time. Yeah. He would pop in four times a day. Yes. That's what he's showing me. So those signs are his energy continuing to pop into the office. And because I feel like when he would pop in like those four times a day, Mm -hmm. he was such an encouraging dad. Like he was so deep and wise and like you could always get the answer that you needed from him. And he's like, I'm still here. I'm still doing that. And he said that will never go away. Awesome. Yeah, because that's another thing his um, he shows me within your own egoic mind. Like sometimes you say to yourself, um, what if like what if I don't feel his energy as much? What if I don't see the signs as much? And he goes, not possible. Right. Yeah. Corinne, was he sick towards the end? Uh, Towards the end, yeah. He had some heart issues and then it just, but it all happened really quickly. Yeah. So, I mean, with six months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've gotten to talk about this before, but um, he really comes in saying that your mom and you struggle a little bit with how it all played out over those Mm -hmm. last six months. And sometimes when a person is in grief, they almost keep themselves stuck in a certain energy based on the thoughts that are coming through. Like, gosh, if we only had more time together, if we only had gone to that doctor appointment like a year before, or, and you're, he said that, that your mom's got a little bit of that going on. Um, yeah, a lot of guilt more. Yeah. He said she has to release that. And I'm going to tell you why. Have you ever heard to like, there is a heartbreak. There is a heart. Um, my dad passed away. My uncle went in person to tell my grandma because she, he knew she was going to take it hard. They were like, oh my God, soulmates is just like a, a soul friends, the deepest soul friends as a mom and, and son. She had a heart attack when she heard and she passed 10 days later. Oh, yeah. There, there are times where we can also ruminate on something and it actually is physically hurting the health of our heart. Right. And I need you to tell mom, dad says, you are hurting your own health by holding on to this guilt. Okay. He said, A, I was supposed to pass at the time that I did. Yeah. That's what I've been trying. Yeah. He goes, there is nothing. There is no doctor's appointment that we could have gone to. There was nothing that was going to save me. He said, and in her life plan, it says she is here for a very long time. Right. She has decades upon decades in front of her. And he said, you have two choices. He said, release this guilt. And the other thing that he said with that is as you release the guilt, you're not releasing me. I will still be here. Right. Yeah. Or allow yourself to continue carrying this guilt and it's going to decrease this heart health. And he said, I can't have that for you. I won't allow that for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I love his messages. He's just such a sweethearted man and he cares so much about all of you. And he just really leaves you with, there is never a moment, you know, within your life that he won't be there for you. He goes, oh, nope, that's not the last thing because he just showed me this vision. And listen, I don't even believe, you know, that you have to get married, but he keeps showing me you and your future partner having a very small, um, I feel like nice wedding outside and um, small intimate wedding. And he's like, I will be right there walking you down the aisle. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, Corinne, I just want to come over and give yeah. you a big hug. Uh, oh, it's too bad. These can't be done in person, but I'm all the way across. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, but your dad did such a good job of bringing through those loving messages today. And um, thank you so much for allowing me to share this time with you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was. Thank you. Of course. Of course. I hope you have a blessed day and keep in touch. Okay. Thank okay. you. You too. <laughs> Bye. Beautiful soul. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are around you right now, who's connecting with you, and what messages they have for you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a session. You can do a reading with me or a member of my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the very best they can to support you and guide you to your best life. If this sounds like you, virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to get clients. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com or DM me on Instagram at Angel Podcast with any questions. Before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love is right in front of you. Step into that love and feel it as it fills your body, chakras, and auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you. <laughs> 